And welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Tyler, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Hey, we're back for another episode. Uh, this week, we're going to talk, well, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Cam. The Patriots just added a new quarterback. It's a big deal. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wire. It's the Wire. D. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take Around the league, serving gems like a hot plate Who's the flex, first pick, rounds four to eight Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cake This that fantasy, see who get the glory Who's gonna stay up in their lane, talking Tory Who's gonna ride up on the train, where the hype at Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that Three tutties next week, man, he's double covered Takes on a hundred, coming out the oven Tim and Todd, they the guys, know you gotta love them Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire The Wire Alright, Tim, what do you think? We just had Cam I think that's a huge addition for us I think it's the, the player we needed What do you think? Uh, I don't, you know I like Cam. I've always been a huge fan of Cam Newton. Um, always enjoyed from the outside looking in when he was with Carolina. Uh, he's definitely going to help make Patriots players a little bit more fantasy relevant. Do I think we're a contender still? No. Because uh, just I don't think he's going to be able to carry the team the way Tom Brady has for the last 20 years. Uh, what do you think? Um, I actually like Cam. I think it's a really smart move, more from a PR standpoint than, than a football standpoint. I agree with you. I don't think we're going to be great either way. I think we went from, I don't know, a five-win team to maybe an eight-win team, something stupid like that. But yeah. I, I, I'm seeing people talk about how we're going to be a contender this year and all this stuff, and I just don't see that happening. One quick year with Cam. Um, I mean, from a Patriots standpoint, it's great because it's pretty much a free deal. We paid him pennies. Um, so in that aspect, I love it. It gives us something to be excited about. There's a little bit of hope. I think most of us knew Stidham wasn't going to be the guy. Um, so the addition to Cam for me is great. Uh, I mean, it bumps everybody up, I think, in my, from a fantasy aspect. But as a fan, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Five to eight wins um, pretty much. The projection we were probably around five or six, no matter who our you know it was Hoyer or mm. Stidham. Uh, with Cam, I see us more in that you know seven to nine range. Uh, you know because we may be able to squeak out a couple easy wins. You know, I, I didn't Stidham or Hoyer being able to beat Buffalo. Could Cam be lightning in a bottle a couple games and 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 pull out a win against maybe a Buffalo or a Miami or, or the Jets? Yes, absolutely. So. Um, you know, we still have those schedule losses uh, with Kansas City, Baltimore, Seattle, San Fran. Um, so, you know, it's going to be, we have a tough schedule this year, regardless of who it is. But, you know, for to pay him the money that we did, it, it's just, it's a no-brainer. You're taking a flyer on a guy who was on an MVP three years ago and two years ago was on, on the verge of being the MVP until he got hurt. Like, we right. ate. Um. And to be honest with you, I think everyone's saying that we have no weapons and all this stuff, but I think our team actually fits Cam a little better than people think he does. Um, we don't have many of those little guys anymore. We're, I mean, Jules is still there, obviously, but Jules is ancient. Um, I think Harry's going to be awesome with him. He's going to be Calvin Benjamin for him. He's just going to chuck the rock at a million times. 
Um, yeah. And I think that, and outside that, I mean, Sanu would be good. I think Michelle ends up being exactly the same as what he was. Um, so I, I think he kind of, his value takes a hit here. But outside of that, I think everybody else is going to have a nice bump. Yeah, I mean, I went, o- I went over quickly before we came on some of Devin Funches' numbers um, with Cam when he was in Carolina. Mm-hmm. And in 2017 with Cam, when he was the number one wideout, he had 111 targets. Right. We all know we all know Devin Funches isn't anything special, but over the course of his career, Cam has always favored the larger oh, target. Sure. Uh, that that could be more of a Ron Rivera system, but when you've been in that system for so long, I mean, you know, just think of it when when you're a when you're a quarterback who has some flaws in your ability to throw the That's ball. That's how they're going to hide it. Uh, that you hide it by the catch radius. Mm-hmm. You know. Would you rather throw to a guy like Gronk or a guy like Edelman if they're oh, both for sure. covered? Well, likely a guy like Gronk because he'll be able to muscle, he'll be able to reach over, reach around, and grab the ball. Yep. Um, you know, Harry is 6'4", 225. He's a, he's, he's a big he's boy. pretty much a, he's a very large wide receiver, uh, and he's just about a, like a half inch to an inch shorter than Funchess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when Benjamin was there, he was still fantasy relevant. Benjamin was putting up 1,000-yard uh, um, thousand yard years of what, fourteen through sixteen or something like that. Um, yeah, it was when he went to Buffalo. Was when he fell. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't even make a roster. So I mean, you, you can tell that's just how much I think in my personality that Cam likes the big guys because he makes. I mean, Benjamin was a fat slob for the most part, and uh, didn't really have much athletic. Yeah, he was ability. playing at like two sixty five. Yeah, he was a monster he was, for no reason, and Cam just peppered him. So I mean, I think that I think that really is going to do well for uh, for not Sony, Jesus Christ, um, for Harry and and even Sanu. Sanu will probably have a nice solid role too. Yeah, because remember Sanu is still a big body guy too. He's about six two. Um, I I see Edelman having a little bit of a, a draw. I think Edelman's going to be a huge drawback. Um, I think Edelman's going to be. I mean, Edelman had a. He's not going to have those targets that Brady was peppering him with because he just didn't want to throw anybody else. Yeah, the I ball. mean, Edelman had a career year last year with it was something stupid of like 150 targets or something like that. Um, and I think he's going to come back down to earth. He's going to be like Amendola is now 80 targets, something like that on the year. And uh, maybe a flex play. Yeah, I, I mean, I see him more in that probably an 80. 80- 80 catch range. 80 catch range. I mean, um, how many tar- you think he's going to get 100 targets this year still? I'd say so, yeah. Uh, you know, because he still is still, remember, you still have the system that Josh McDaniels has. So he's still going to be drawing up plays to get at him in the ball in those little slot areas mm-hmm. uh, and, and using him to beat those mismatches. Regardless of who the quarterback is, there is still a system in place here. Because it's not like in Carolina where you have a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator, and a new head coach. You're dealing with the you know, the same offensive coordinator who has been running plays that have worked with these players for a couple of years now, and they know what Edelman can do, and he's a reliable target. So I still see him in that you know hundred hundred and ten target range, about eighty catches. He's going to take a dip from last year, um, but you know Harry's going to have a lot more than seven catches. Seven, uh, I mean twelve catches, seven games next. Year. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, 
the other the other piece that I was going to touch on was the Dalton Keene and Devin Asi Asi. Uh, I I think that they're going to be able to carve out a little bit of a role this year too. Less less uh, Ryan Izzo and Matt Lacoste. It's good. I see. You think the rookie's going to come in and be play a big play? Yeah, uh, you know I, I see them being able to stream. You know Asi Asi is a is a pretty reliable target in the middle and then Dalton Keene is is somebody who's going to be able to carve out a role too it's I think they're going to be a little bit more streaming options good DFS guys mm. uh but I don't see them being Greg Olson but I see them being able to put up some some solid numbers you know maybe 30 40 catches on the year that would be impressive if you could get that out of them I don't think they're both going to be they're both going to hit like that I think one of them is going to be probably more productive than the other um, I don't think either one of them are going to be fantasy relevant this year. Um, just because you don't see tons of tight ends come on on the market and really stride and hit strides right off the back. Um, they're going to have a lot of, a lot of different assignments to learn things of that sort, blocking wise and things of that. So I would think that they're probably not going to be huge this year. Um, but I do like the idea cause they do fit the mold and Olsen always did well with cam too. So, I mean, and even when Olsen went down, Ian Thomas had some productive yep. games. Ian Thomas was very productive also. Uh, so the potential's there for them. So I don't hate that take, but it's, but I, I think they're going to have a developmental year, uh, maybe two, and before they actually end up relevant. Yeah, and we just did a, a, a that fantasy draft where we were set at the end of the draft, and I told you, I'm like, let's do it. There's nothing on the board. It, it's a 27 person mm-hmm. roster let's stash one of these guys because they may be able to be a tight end two later later on in their career and we ended up picking up Dalton Keen, uh and just st- he's like our tight end four on that team so it just take a flyer worst case scenario we we, we wasted a 26th round pick oh on yeah and these dynasty drafts they're totally worth taking a shot at at the end of at the end of drafts just to see if he might hit lightning in a bottle yeah uh the Interesting thing to think about is his running ability. We've never had a running quarterback before. We had one game of Jacoby Brissett, but um, I I see them dialing that back a little bit. They don't, you know, I don't see him running quarterback powers anymore. See, I think uh, I think they're going to use Bill's him a lot, a lot more than, um, than you think they're going to. I think they're going to we're going to end up running his own screen, his own scheme, um, where he's going to get to do some option plays still. Yeah, but I just I, I agree. He's still going to run the ball. I just I I don't see them running quarterback power uh, in the red zone on, and on the goal line and having him go up against defensive linemen in a in a in a run play where they know he's going to get cracked, especially coming off shoulder injuries. So let me ask you this: Do you see him as a long term solution for us? Do you think he's going to be here more than a year? So the thing with Cam is, in, in with in my opinion, this. To make the roster, he only has a million dollars guaranteed. So, for me, there's an there's an opportunity where that he comes in. They don't like his personality. They don't like his demeanor. They don't like his re- leadership or his play. Or maybe he just can't throw the ball anymore. Because again, we haven't seen him since he had the shoulder surgery. So, you know, there's an opportunity where he may not even make the roster, and we're we're coming back saying Stidham is going to be our starting quarterback. Oh God. That would totally deflate all of what I think. But I think he's going to be serviceable enough where he's going to make the roster. He'll start for us this year. 
Um, it's just the injury. We all know, we all know what Cam is and has been over his career. He's only 31 yeah. years old, but he's taken a lot of big well, hits. For me, I'm looking at him as he's going to be a one-year filler for us. And it almost makes me question, like, what direction are they going to go in the draft next year? Because if you're kind of... You, to me, you, you can if you're bringing a guy in like this, that tells me like you're starting to gear your offense towards more of a mobile, athletic type of quarterback, and I think that the system might even start to change a little bit along with it if that's what they're thinking as a plan. Yeah, and something interesting. So, Tom Brady re- replaces Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. Yep. Jameis Winston replaces Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. In, um, New Orleans is the backup. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater replaced Cam Newton in Carolina. And now Cam Newton is replacing Tom Brady in New England. Full circle. It's a full circle. And I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting. But, um, you know, I, I agree with, you know, he's, gonna, he's still going to run the ball. He's still going to do a lot of that stuff. But I, a lot of those designed run plays where he's going to be the legit, he's a running hmm. back with the ball in his hands. Bill Belichick's smart enough not to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see more of him off the edge, too. I don't think you're going to see up the middle type stuff anymore. Um, but I, I think it's it would be a mistake to say that they, I don't think they're going to run the ball at all with him. I think they have to. I, oh, no. Yeah, he's still going to run the ball. But, you know, it, it's just it, those, those plays where, he's, you know, like I said, qu- quarterback power up the middle against and leap into the end zone and get cracked by the middle linebacker. Hmm. Those plays, I hope, happen less. Yeah, that would be hopeful. But now here's the real question. Now that we added him, right? Do you think that we have the best quarterback in the AFC East? Do you think this makes us a, a, makes us a contender for the division? Contender for the division, no. I still think Buffalo ends up in that 12-4-13 range because they actually have a pretty easy schedule. Hmm. Um, but, and I actually still believe in Sam Darnold. Um, they improved their offensive line quite a bit. They still have Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they they added Rashad Perriman and Denzel Mims, who I really like, especially in the dynasty format. We all know how much he loves Jamison Crowder. And, you know, so that offense is going to start coming together a little bit, especially with the additions of the offensive line. Yeah. Um, but I, to say he's the best quarterback in the division no i'm you know fantasy wise i still have him i probably have him as second quarterback in the division um behind darnold behind darnold fantasy wise Mm. you know if we're ranking them as the best quarterback in the division he's in the argument but again we haven't what he's like after the injury after well i'm saying that granted with with a new he comes back and he's healthy yeah, if if he comes back and he's healthy, I mean, we're talking about a, a an MVP caliber quarterback. If he if we get the 2017 Cam Newton, we have the opportunity to go 12 and four. It's just I'm I'm going based off the fact that there's going to be some natural regression with his numbers because he's a little bit older, a lot more wear and tear on his body, things like that, in a new system. Uh, you know, so I mean, for him, we're probably looking at. It, having him more in that maybe 2014 range where he, he had some pretty good numbers 
uh, you know, probably probably around like if he plays all sixteen games, probably talking about maybe thirty six hundred yards, you know, twenty four touchdowns, around fifteen interceptions, you know, three hundred three hundred and fifty rushing yards. I'm guessing if if I had to guess numbers. Um, so I have him in that Josh Allen range with a little bit less running. Yeah, that's kind of right about where I had him too. Um, I, I I think even if he's eighty percent what he is, I think he'd be the best quarterback in the in the division right now. Um, I, I just think that Donald's still got some development he needs to do. Uh, but the, the argument's there for for any of them, really. I guess. Um, um, but I I do like like the addition. I think it it makes the team much much more interesting. And he uh, elevates everybody. Everybody. Yeah, off of, especially because we don't know what Stidham is. He threw four passes. One of them was a pick six, and he was he was an average quarterback. In college. Yeah, he struggled uh, his last year. Yeah. He's a little bit smaller. You know, he lost his weapons last year in college. Uh, was it DJ Moore? Was, was that Auburn with him? Uh, I believe it was DJ Moore. You could be right there. Left, but and if Stidham takes over, I see him peppering Edelman with targets. Sure, a little bit more than if Cam does, because he's going to go off. Being a younger quarterback, he's going to go off the, the veteran guys that he can think and dunk to down the field and kind of be a game manager more than Cam, who typically over the course of his career has always wanted to throw the ball to a larger bodied receiver and down the field. And down the field, which is kind of where I think Nikhil Harry's got his mark in the league, you know, especially with Cam at quarterback. I couldn't agree with that anymore. But yeah, so that's all I got on Cam. I know we wanted to make a nice quick episode, you know, quick reaction episode. Um, You got anything else? No, I'm good. That's it for me. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.